Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad you've joined us today in this Thanksgiving season. You know, Thanksgiving falls between two great holidays in in our culture and our society. It is Halloween and Christmas. And although Halloween wouldn't seem to be a rival for Thanksgiving, uh, the, the purchasing of paraphernalia for Halloween is catching up to the purchasing of the, the, uh, uh, all of the gifts and trappings for Christmas. Both of them can become nothing more than, than holiday events to the world. Uh, I kind of like to think that Halloween could never compete with Thanksgiving. But if you notice, uh, after Halloween is over, immediately we go straight to Christmas and Halloween uh, seems to transcend and does transcend in the world culture around us. The, the, the season of thanksgiving unto God for all of his blessings to us nationally and personally. So we want to talk about today maintaining an attitude of gratitude. It is so vitally important that we maintain that correct attitude before the Lord. And uh, we want to help you with that if we can through the scriptures today, because right now, uh, everything is going to go into high gear toward the Christmas season. And right now, we need to stop, take a deep breath and pause before the Christmas rush and remember all of the blessings and benefits of our God to us nationally and personally. So if you have your Bible today on this subject of maintaining an attitude of gratitude, would you please turn with me to the the Old Covenant, the Old Testament Psalm 103 where David is beginning to list things that will help him maintain an attitude of gratitude. And it starts with the first two verses of this great psalm. And it simply says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We go from there to a list of those benefits that will cause us to desire to bless the Lord and to praise his name and to give him thanks. Amen. William Law offers these wise words. Listen to it carefully today as I quote, Who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not he who prays most or fast most. It is not he who gives most alms or is most eminent for temperance, chastity, or justice. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and has a heart ready to praise God for it. The greatest saint in the world is the one who sees God in everything and everywhere, who understands that circumstances are the fingerprints of God and seeing Him in the best 
and worst that life has to offer, gives thanks always in all things. Oh, friend of mine, one of the greatest, greatest challenges for the Christian today is to fulfill the scripture that declares, bless, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. If you want a scripture to help you crucify the flesh, put it on the cross. You'll have to overcome our fleshly inclinations to bless the Lord at all times. If you're really interested in taking up your cross and following Christ, try that on for size. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord at all times, not not just the good times, but the tough times, the bad times, not just in the bright sunny days, but in the storms of life to bless the Lord, all oh, friend of mine. It's this attitude of gratitude sustained in our life that will help us to do that. I want to read some scriptures to you today on Thanksgiving. Philippians 4 and verse 6 in the New Covenant says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know, that little phrase in here, that little little part of this scripture. Uh, we know about prayer. We know about petition. We know about going to God. But do we really understand that we're to do it with an attitude of gratitude and we're to literally offer thanks unto God while we are praying, not waiting to see if he will answer, not waiting to see when the answer will come or what the answer will be. Before we even consider the answer, we are to begin to thank God. I'm, we should thank him, number one, because we have access to him. Because his eyes are on the righteous, his ears are open to our cry, and the reason they are is because of what Christ has done for us at the cross. Oh, friend of mine, before we consider any other reason for thanksgiving, he answered prayer, blessings in our life, material and spiritual, we need to thank God for the reason that we have these blessings and can acquire these blessings, the blessing of being able to call the God of the universe our heavenly Father. Oh, friend of mine, and to be called by the Father his sons and his daughters, to be not only have our sins forgiven, but brought into God's royal family. Uh, we used to sing, oh yes, oh yes, I'm a child of the King. His royal blood now flows through my veins. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend of mine, we are children of the Most High God. He is not our force in the universe. He is our Father in heaven. And when we pray, we need to pray. And as we're praying, offer thanksgiving unto God for his for access to him for the gift of his son for the promise 
of his hearing our prayer. We need to thank him for the answer before we see or feel or sense any change in our circumstance and thereby acknowledge and ascribe to him faithfulness. We need to have faith in his faithfulness. Praise God. So when we pray, we need to be thankful and express it in praise. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Ephesians 5, 4 says, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Praise God. Amen. Romans one twenty one talks about people who who are turned over to the enemy, given themselves over to sin and, and there's there's a reason for that. Something is occurring that is allowing the devil that kind of influence in their life. And it says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They didn't give thanks unto God. They didn't acknowledge him. They didn't, didn't offer any kind of gratitude to God for the blessings in their life, and therefore their foolish heart was darkened. Ephesians 5.20 says, Always give thanks to God and the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me stop here just a minute. When the Bible says giving thanks to God for all things, it is not talking about thanking God for cancer killing so many people in our world, for the devastating diseases, for the famines, for the earthquakes. That is not something that is coming from God that should stimulate our gratitude. Friend of mine, it may sound very pious and holy to give thanks unto God for, for bad in bad situations, and that is true, but not for the things that sin and Satan has brought into this world. This world is under a curse because of sin, not because of God sending these terrible things. Insurance policies will, will call a tornado that dis devastates a, a, a community, uh, an act of God. And friend of mine, I want to tell you something. This is not an act of God. This is the result of a sin-cursed world. When God made the world, he made it good. There was no death in it. There was no disease in it, no dying, no war, no bloodshed, uh, nothing hurt in his holy mountain. So when it says this, remember this, the scriptures declare that every good and perfect gift Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. This is not God being a gracious and good God one day and then suddenly becoming a vengeful, vindictive God the next day. This is an unchanging 
God, and God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. David said, I had fainted. In Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen, I believe that's the correct verse. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Friend of mine today, God is a good and gracious God. He's the one that came to deliver us from the works of the devil and the curse of the the fall. <laughs> He's the one that came to seek us out and set us free. I love the scripture in the book of Acts, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, <laughs> hallelujah, and delivering them that were oppressed of the devil, amen. So giving thanks to God for all things, it means all things that he has given us in his mercy, in his love, in his grace, in his goodness. Amen. Don't thank God for the evil and the wickedness and the heartache and the heartbreak and the death and the devastation and destruction that sin and Satan has brought into our world. Thank him for his goodness and all things that he has given us in Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible said he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything that we need to live the abundant life in Jesus. And I'm talking about being satisfied, not, not looking to the material world to satisfy, but looking to Jesus to satisfy the deepest longings of the human heart. The peace, the joy, the love that can only satisfy the longing of our heart. Someone said that the heart of man will never find rest until it r finds rest in God. Amen. Giving thanks to the God, the Father, for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5 and verse 20. Listen to Colossians 2 and verse 7. It said, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing. You know, praise should be the outflowing of an overflowing heart. Worship should be the outflowing of an overflowing heart. In gratitude to God for all that he has given us. Praise God. Colossians 3 and verse 15 it said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Colossians 3.17 continues that thought and says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And Colossians 4, 2 says, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Once again, adding this attitude of gratitude in all that we do and all that concerns us and our relationship to and with God. 
First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. You know, I've been a pastor now for almost, pastor slash evangelist, for almost 44 years. January will mark 44 years of pastoral ministry. Senior minister at the Holy Church of God, president, director of the Holy Church of God, incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida. Listen, in those 44 years, many, many, many people have come to me asking me, how could they discern and determine the will of God for their life? And I always begin with going to the Word of God. And not just going to the Word of God, but beginning to put the Word of God, apply it to our life in a personal and practical way. And one of the things that we are finding the word that is just so clear (laughs) is that we are to give thanks in all things for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is the premium and priority that God puts on thanksgiving, this attitude of gratitude expressed in thanksgiving. Remember when ten lepers came to Jesus to be healed and he told them, he said, go and show yourself to the priest that you are healed. They had to go to the priest and and show that they had no leprosy in order to be reintroduced to society because they were banned from interacting with others that the leprosy not spread. And the Bible said as they went, as they acted on Jesus' words by faith, as they went somewhere between the time that he told them to go to show that they were healed and the time that they got there, amen, healing occurred. (laughs) Hallelujah. I believe that there was a point in time that they began to thank God by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Because of all of these scriptures about thankfulness, opening the door for God's blessing in our life, and and these scriptures about ingratitude and unthankful hearts that open the door for the enemy's influence in our life. Because when they got there, They were healed. The leprosy was gone. But here's what happened. One out of the ten, one of those lepers came back, found Jesus, fell before him, and gave thanks. And while Jesus was commending this one for coming back and giving thanks, he asked the question, this burning question, where are the other nine were not there, ten healed. And only this one has come back to give thanks. Oh, friend, true worship begins with an attitude of gratitude, not just with a religious reverence which ought to be there, not just with this this following following the song leader, following the choir, just going along, mouthing these words, but in our heart 
of hearts, a heart that is overflowing with gratitude to God. Amen. And praise and worship is the outflowing of that heart that is overflowing. Praise God. Amen. Giving thanks. If we begin to obey God in this area that is distinctly, directly defined as His will for us in Jesus Christ, we will find ourselves sensitive to God's will in many other areas of our life. And it'll be much easier to discern and determine the will of God because we're already doing that that will cause us to have to crucify our flesh to do it. And friend, if you give thanks to God in every circumstance, you're going to have to overrule <laughs> your your own tendencies uh, to question Him. Your, our own tendencies to ask Him why and what's going on and, and our own tendency to murmur and complain. I'm, I know how I have caught myself complaining. I have caught myself murmuring instead of maintaining that attitude of gratitude. Oh, friend of mine, and every time I catch myself, I have to have a little talk with myself. You know, David talked with himself. (laughs) He said, soul, in the book of Psalms, why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for he shall yet be the health of thy countenance. Praise God. Sometimes we need to catch ourselves. We need to remember to give thanks to God and to cultivate that attitude of gratitude by not forgetting his benefits in our life. You know, there's one thing that we know for sure as well in Romans 8, 28, All things are not good initially, but all things work together for good to them that are, that love God and are called according to His purpose. You see, God is going to take the good, the bad, and the ugly that touches our lives in faulty bodies in fallen in a fallen world and he's going to subdue it to his will to bring a blessing in spite of the cursing to bring good in spite of the evil intentions god is a master at taking everything and working it together for good Joseph said it after his life took a turn for the worst and everything went south. He said to his brethren who sold him, first they wanted him to die in a, in a dried out cistern uh, out of uh, just exposure and, 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 and malnutrition, <laughs> not eating, starving to death. But then they said, let's sell him into slavery. And they did. But listen, everything he did was contradicted by, by the enemy of his soul. But God wanted to use him to bless him and use him to be a blessing to Israel. And when he looked back on it, he saw the hand of God in it all and the goodness of God in it all. Even though God didn't send the evil, he blessed him in spite of it. Hallelujah. Amen. He told his brethren that thought they were, he was going to order their death. You meant it for evil, but God meant it 
for good so that I could be in a position to deliver Israel in famine. And God's God's purpose for good overruled the evil intentions of of Satan and of jealous brethren. <laughs> Amen. And God blessed Joseph and made him a blessing. But at some point he had to maintain this attitude of gratitude. Amen. Because we can give place to discouragement we can give place to deception. We can give place to the devil that wants us to see God as this this hurtful God, this hateful God, that that this God that that brings evil upon us, and that is simply not the God of Scripture. He is a good and gracious God. He is filled with tender mercy. Hallelujah. And he said, trouble is going to come, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, and I did it for you. Praise God. That's why the Bible said in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1, I urge then, first of all, that request, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for every one. Hallelujah. Amen. In the midst of, of praying and petitioning God and interceding that we give thanks for every one. Hallelujah. This thank offering praise, this thank offering in the Old Testament was an offering that was different from the sin offering and the, all the other offerings in that it was not demanded. It was desired of God, but it was not prescribed. It had to come voluntarily from the heart, a willing offering that was brought. It could be brought at any time, <laughs> but it was generally brought after a sin offering had been offering, to thank God for His mercy, His forgiveness, His grace, and His love. And the thank offering for any blessing bestowed upon us, perceived as from God, amen, we were to bring an offering called the thank offering. This was an offering above and beyond the required offerings. We will study that sometime in the Old Covenant. Hallelujah. And that thank offering is offered when we offer unto the Lord praise from that overflowing heart, that outflowing of praise and worship, even the calves of our lips, an acceptable sacrifice unto God. Offering worship begins with an attitude of gratitude, not just a reverence for his presence, <laughs> hallelujah, but being thankful for his person, the God who he is, and the goodness that flows from his character of holiness. Oh, friend of mine, what a good and gracious God we serve today. Thanksgiving shouldn't be something that is seasonal to the Christian community because every day of our life should be Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> David said it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad 
in it. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's so much more to say about Thanksgiving as we get ready for what is commonly called Turkey Day. Oh, friend of mine, way beyond the satisfying celebratory meal at Thanksgiving is the Holy Communion, the tokens of His blood and body when we celebrate what God has done for us in and through Jesus when He hung on the cross and paid our sin debt and opened the door for fellowship with God to where we could receive His blessings and then we could respond by blessing the Lord, as David said, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits. Well, we want you to have a Thanksgiving every day. I'm not talking about that much turkey and pumpkin pie. I'm talking about this feast. Hallelujah. Feasting on the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the love of God, all of it granted and given to us in one beautiful package, Jesus Christ, our sovereign and our Savior. Well, our time is gone today, and I pray that as we continue this study right up until Thanksgiving Day, that there will be an attitude of gratitude this Thanksgiving season that nothing will be able to take away from you and from me. And I pray if you don't know Jesus as your Savior today, that you will come to Him right now. Repent of your sins and receive the greatest reason for thanksgiving of all, and that is full pardon and salvation. Amen.